Hello and welcome to the Stress Sessions Mental Health Podcast with me Luke. You're listening to Series 4, Episode 19 and this week I'm speaking to another guest from my favourite television show at the moment. It's Lloyd Spencer who is a deckhand on Below Deck Mediterranean Series 6 and if you don't know already, Below Deck and Below Deck Mediterranean is basically about a cruise ship crew who look after a cruise ship around the Mediterranean with guests that are very demanding, I suppose. They pay a lot of money to be there. So basically the crew, including the interior crew, the deck people, the captain, and all of the engineers have to look after all these guests, make sure their lives aren't at risk, and make sure they have the time of their lives, basically. And I asked Lloyd to come on to the podcast because I'm obviously a massive fan of Below Deck. I've said that a lot of times on this podcast. But he's my favourite male Below Deck star. And obviously alongside Jess Moore, who was on the stress sessions previously, they're the the kind of people that I related to most on the show. So that's why Lloyd's on it. And I had the best chat with him. And I know I say that about all guests, but this one was very, very different to the rest. Because in the week leading up to this podcast there was a series of unfortunate events that Lloyd had to go through. So literally just before we recorded this, a couple of days before, Lloyd actually broke up with his partner. And again, the the weeks leading up to recording this podcast, Lloyd unfortunately lost both of his grandparents. So whilst we were recording this, he's still grieving. And there is a lot of conversation about that when we chat. But it was a really open, honest conversation, just two guys talking about mental health and sort of doing the best that they can going through life and struggling in in kind of different ways. And it's just a lovely conversation. Like the whole chat is great and I can't wait for you to listen to it. But yeah, I won't go on about that anymore. But you, yeah, just listen to it. We recorded this on the hottest day of the year. So you remember a couple of weeks back when we had that horrible, not what you see, horrible heat wave. We had the heat wave that was like no other. It was 41 degrees. I was sitting here in my study, no fans. I mean, I had this pathetic little fan that I bought off Amazon and it was horrendous. Like it wasn't even worth being there. I had no windows open because I didn't want any sound sort of quality to ruin the recording. The door was shut so there was no noise. And Lloyd was sitting there in an air-conditioned hotel room because he was away on a training course. So I was just sitting there the whole time like, I wish I was sitting there with him because he's in a, a better environment than me and I'm immensely jealous. So <laughs> that gets mentioned. But without further ado, here is the stress sessions with Below Deck Mediterraneans, Lloyd Spencer. Welcome to the Stress Sessions podcast, Lloyd Spencer. How's it going? Hey, I'm really well, thanks. How are you doing? And uh, thanks so much for having me on here. No, thanks so much for coming on. I'm good, thanks. And I'm a little bit warm. I'm, I've got a bit of sweat going on probably at the moment. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's been all right. It's been all right. Yeah, well, the, not to rub it in, but I am in a, a cheeky little air-conditioned hotel room. So uh, I, I do feel sorry for you. <laughs> What will make you feel even more sorry for me is that I've got to go for a 10k run once I've done recording this in in the heat. So <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling sorry or self punishment. Who's who's to say? <laughs> yeah, both. I think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question I'm going to ask, which is one I ask every guest that comes on the show, which is, what is the one song that puts you in a really happy, positive mood? Uh, it's got to be Tenacious D tribute yes yeah uh something that i heard when i was about must i must have been 11 or 12 years old so year, year seven at school 
And the first time I heard it, I was like, what is this magic coming through the speakers? Um, and ever since then, I, it's my karaoke song. It's my just sit there by myself and put on song. And that, that little bit at the end where it's like, like, you know, that builds me right up. You know, it's, it starts off slow and, and builds. So that's, that's definitely my, my happy place. You're very, very well known in, in the sailing and yachting world for Blow Deck Med because you was on season six. So can you give me a quick summary of your experience of that? And there's one question I'm going to ask directly afterwards that my wife has asked me to ask you, <laughs> which has got nothing to do with mental health. But yeah, what was your experience of Blow Deck? So I had lost my job uh, in COVID because the owner was a, a 91 year old American that's not going to be able to fly over to Malta to use his yacht so I was I was back home um you know same as everybody I was very isolated and and I I'd had this in interview process with with below deck going on for for a while and I said no to to a previous season and they called me up and said you know do you fancy doing it can you can you come in two weeks time I thought yep oof. so I, I flew out I did 10 days quarantine in Croatia um with an hour and a half sunlight on my balcony every day. So I, I was in Croatia, but I was hoping I could be out there getting a bit of a tan. So I, it was pretty much just sat in a hotel room by myself, not being able to move. So that, that was an interesting start to it. Um, and then, boom, you know, out of isolation, I spent six, six and a half weeks in one of the most intense situations of my entire life, really. Uh, and, and I loved it, you know, absolutely loved it I would go back again I'd relive it again to be fair um it it was a lot of hard work but coming out of it it was just the most amount of fun you had a bad experience before blow deck didn't you on on a previous yacht and I think that the difference from what I saw and what you spoke about on 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 that series was that the people that you're working with and they were kind of like a really tight-knit bunch of really good friends you're all really quite open and what was it like going from a bad experience to that not entirely positive experience or good experience but different so to go from working in an enclosed space with someone that makes you feel the smallest most insignificant human being in the world for quite a few months and also being isolated from from any other support networks was extremely upsetting and you know stressful for me uh to find myself in this environment where nearly every single person I was closely working with was you know I was considering them one of my good friends within the first week of knowing these people you know and and being able to share not just me that you know that that we were sharing stories back and forth different experiences that we'd had in in a way that I don't think I've ever experienced before you know and and let alone on on a tv show you know you would you wouldn't expect people you think they would have a bit of a game plan on that and it was no you know it was stripped down raw human interaction and emotions in the nicest and friendliest ways on the show, you had a panic attack for the first time after opening up to, to your crew members. And I, I mean, I, I can remember back to when I first had a panic attack and it was, it was, it wasn't nice <laughs> to, put it, to put it simply, but it, you kind of feel like you're having a heart attack, didn't you? And you don't know what, what's going on. You don't know what to do with yourself. What, what was that like for you looking back on it? Well, Yeah. <laughs> Looking back on it, it was, um, I don't know if you're okay, I'll describe just how it started because it was, um, I woke up in the morning and there, there was a few bits and pieces that were happening, not at the usual times, you know, we're sort of rushing a little bit like that. Um, and I had all this stuff going on in my head anyway. And because I was rushing things, you know, I, I messed a few little bits up um, that people can see on the show. And it looked like I was being affected by that, but there was just so much going on in my head. And then that was when the sort of the tight chest happened. 
it moved up to my throat, so I had a tight chest, and then hence why you could see me retching off the, the back of the boat. Uh, I did hope that they didn't get that, but those microphones are extremely sensitive. Um, and Malia sort of took me to one side, and, and I went off to my cabin, and I, I went into my um, bathroom area, and I was sort of trying to breathe through it and thinking, oh, I'm going to be all right. And it was made, you know, so much worse because production comes kicking the door in with Captain Sandy and saying I'm having high blood pressure. So maybe I could have got on top of it. Who who knows? But it, it was escalated by the fact, you know, I had three cameras in my face and it going on. So as a first panic attack, it definitely was probably one one of my worst. Well, I'd like to think it was the worst one I'm ever going to have. Um, but look, looking back on it, it's it's pretty upsetting. I've only watched about half of the the footage on it because I, I don't like, you know, watching myself in that situation is is incredibly hard to see. Yeah, I bet. I bet it's yeah. I I, I don't think I could watch it back. Um, because because you kind of you're in such a vulnerable state, aren't you? And I think that it's okay seeing somebody else like that, but I think it'd be a lot harder to watch if it's yourself in that situation. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've got the the standard things of just, just the first episode you watch and you think, Christ, do I, do I really sound like that? And uh, do I look like that? You know, you know, those normal things, you know, even when you hear you back, yourself back over recorded on a voicemail or something. Um, but then, then to see yourself, you know, it's that sort of out of body experience, you know, of you going through an incredibly stressful an upsetting time is is yes. I mean, it's making making me move my hands and stuff around now because it's it it is hard to it's hard to see, you know, because your your brain naturally minimizes the 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 effects of of that situation that you're in. But then watching it again, it's like you know you're 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 there and you're thinking, oh my god, was I that bad? That's have you suffered with mental health? before or or has it been quite good or is that just the first time you've kind of been open about it because I think when I watched your series I was a bit like this this guy's so happy and bubbly and then you went on that night out and completely opened up but you were still like the really happy bubbly guy but way more open and personable and have, have you always been like that or did that just happen naturally on the show? I suppose I first started struggling with mental health when I was in my sort of 16 years old I suppose um I never felt comfortable with my in in my skin you know always wanted to to try and fit in and that's led me to doing you know when I was the coach driving and and being able to socialize with lots of lots of people and I learned lots of very valuable life skills of that but it it leads to a great amount of inner stress in your in your brain because you you're always putting on a front not a full front but you know you're always changing a little bit of yourself to to mold yourself into these groups and and that was why I did so well in those previous jobs um I've certainly I've had a couple of ups and downs in in my life and I've had one or two people that I've spoken to but as a as a general I've, I've always maintained a a front that that I'm I'm the the happy laughing bubbly guy that's that's there to there to make the party go and 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 make everybody laugh. Do you think that from one series to another it switch in terms of the way that mental health is treated? There's always a narrative when it comes to the editing, and it's quite hard to to explain, I suppose, because previous narratives have been maybe there's been conflict between certain people but those certain people have had possible mental health issues um, and the conflict has always taken priority when it's come to the editing. Whereas on our season, obviously there was some conflict with Lexi and that was betrayed, but the, the overall narrative was of this group of people coming together, bonding, friendship, opening up, and it, it told it told its own story basically they didn't they they had to address that in in the way that it was edited you know you, if they tried to edit that out then there wouldn't have been any show <laughs> they would have would have lost uh you know most of the footage that they had so i think by us all 
working and gelling with each other the way that we did put it on the plate basically of the um the editors to to put it and portray it in a way um that told a, a flowing storyline of, of different mental health struggles between um certain crew members like uh like david for example he he's he's spoken out openly um you know not only with with myself since the show but but online as well um so yeah i think we all all put it this you gave them a narrative and 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 i'm so happy that they went the way that they did um and and did it in such i think they went about it in a, an extremely compassionate way which um you know nadine the head producer i've got nothing but love for her and she you know we had to do so much green screening while we're filming and after we're filming you know and the the conversations that i had on and off camera you know were were nothing but supportive from from the the crew so yeah it was it's lovely to see that they've done that uh it's not to say that they didn't do it previously for spiteful reasons against mental health i just think that it put itself in a situation where where it played out in such a way that it it really worked as a viewer i think it worked really well as well because i was able to kind of see myself in that situation and could link my life to it rather than oh there's drama going on oh, there's people chatting shit to each other and swearing and shouting it was it was a really nice kind of moment or nice moments of of bonding and friendship and allowing yourself to open up and not be judged for it which was again as a viewer lovely because it'd be nice to see more of that in other programs yeah it's 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 funny uh i i didn't tend to spend too much time reading the trolls online um but I did see there was there was quite quite a mix of people saying you know oh people are getting on it's it's boring it's this and that um, but again you know actually you know the show's had so much drama uh, most of the people were saying oh it's you know we've just come out of COVID it's lovely to see this group of people um, working together and 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 in a nice way and and I'd like hopefully in the, the new season you know you've got um, Z on there and and seeing him him thrive you know i'm going to be watching i already speak to him but like i i'm happy to watch him on on the show and and see it for myself and thrive you know looking back on the whole experience would you do it again yeah 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 without without a doubt um it's it's extremely stressful but although i suffer from from mental health issues i'm i'm pretty much i'm at my best when i'm when i'm focused and i'm putting 100% into to what i'm doing maybe i'm not actioning my personal thoughts in the most productive way but for the time that i'm working at that 100% i oh, sorry it's hard to explain if i'm if i'm not go 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 100% then then i'm losing i'm not anywhere near as happy as i i possibly could be um i think if i was to do that successfully i would then also need to build in a way to process my thoughts at the same time rather than just focusing and going whoa for six months and then crashing for two months and back again if i could get a, a happy medium but yeah in a situation where i'm being pushed to that extent i'm i'm in my element the question that i was going to get to earlier but just didn't ask it was does the captain get a cut of the tip yes yeah oh, it's a, okay it's a it's a the, on the show and in in general but like the to describe it for people that are watching the show, the tip is shared 100% equally between all the crew that you see being filmed and also the other members of crew that are operating the boat for safety reasons. So, for example, with us, I think there was nine of us and then there was the first mate that was the first mate on that boat normally and also the two engineers, uh, Jake and Alex. So we split our tip equally with all of those crew what is the darkest place that you've been in mentally and how have you pulled yourself out of that place um i've probably had i've probably had several darkest places they've just been of different um different situations so i you know i think one one of the darkest places was when i lost my best friend um and i i lost any will to do anything um 
I eventually had to drive when I was learning to drive coaches. I had to drive the the bus that actually was involved in his fatal accident, um, which which was stressful. But that two months after that was, I just lost lost any meaning to life basically. Um, in, in a, you know, I, I I had no personal meaning. I had nothing there. You know, I didn't didn't know why I existed or who, why anyone existed. That that was a particularly dark place. Um, and then I've I've had a, another particularly dark place when it's come to to using drinking and drugs, where I've, I've I was already on a downward path, and then I decided to. Well, I was just in an environment where where it was it was very easily doable, um, and but both times I've I've used friends, but I wasn't the one that reached out to them. Both times I was. I was approached by by friends that, which I didn't accept their their offers to start with. Um, I kept myself in a downhill spiral, uh, especially on the second one, um, until I found myself in a in a very very horrible position. Um, and and luckily they were still there, waiting waiting for my phone call basically. And and I was lucky enough to use the the strength of my friends, strength, patience, and compassion of my friends to to help me come out of it friends are so important i think in reaching out for help and asking for help and and vice versa because sometimes with mental illness mental health you don't you don't feel comfortable in speaking to family or those closest to you i th- I, f- I feel like with with mental health it's easier to speak to people that you might necessarily not have any links to or not know at all, like I guess like a therapist or a counsellor really, than it is to people that you know really well. So people listen to this, reach out to your mates because they will be going through similar stuff in their life that they might not be opening up about either and they might need to help themselves. But by speaking, it might be helping them. Yeah, definitely. Uh and everyone's experiences is, is different. My, my personal experiences have been that I've spoken. It, it could have been, I think, one, one night when, when I was in a particularly dark place um, and someone was online that I, I got on well with but weren't particularly good friends with and I, I, they were the only person online and I just sent something and they actually came back and, and, I, and I opened up this this incredible dialogue with that person. And, and now that person is one of my very, very close friends. Um, there's a, a mix, you know, I can only encourage anyone that's feeling negative or down, um, you know, put, put some feelers out to, you know, just to one, one or two people. And, and, and I think they'll be surprised that they're going to come back and, and offer support. And if, if that, the chance that that person isn't going to be be negative, maybe they they they're bad at dealing with that emotions as well. But there's plenty of other people in in your contacts that that are going to be able to come back and and offer you that support that you need. I think as well, like you mentioned earlier, is it's just about not being there to say the right thing to the person that's suffering, but it's just literally to listen as well that the help that that person that is suffering might need might just be for that other person to listen to. And if, if you're a mate that can listen, that's, that's a very good mate because most of the, I mean, 90% of the time, that's literally all you need, isn't it? Just to say, this is how I'm feeling. You don't need to help me, but I'm going through a bit of shit at the minute. Yeah. Not 90% of it is, is, is just, offloading what you know this crushing weight that's on top of you and you need to get it you need to get it out you know there's there's no one that can sit there and and survive through all of those heavy negative thoughts without being able to offload them and and yeah once you've got that person on the phone you know that they're going to be willing to talk and and yeah they they might offer a couple of suggestions and, and bits and pieces but you know it is a huge huge weight lifted off and and also not just at that moment in time, but say you feel better for six months and then it happens again. You know, you you then have all of a sudden skipped 
two, three months of worrying about what, you, what you're going to do because you can call that person on the first day that you're feeling down. And, and that's, you know, then you've already jumped 20 steps in, in helping yourself either not reach that low point or, or come from the low point and, and get yourself feeling better quicker. It's just about breaking down that initial barrier, I guess, isn't it? And Yeah, that's all, all I can say to anyone out there is, you know, that just you take 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 that what is going to feel like a huge, huge leap and, and reach out to that, that, that one person. And, and I, I'm pretty certain that they're going to be there to, to help and support you. What sort of coping mechanisms do you have in terms of dealing with, with your mental health and making sure it's in a good place? Is there anything in particular that you do? So I'm currently doing cognitive behavioural therapy, um, of, of which I'm, I'm not very good. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at doing homework. Um, and getting these practices in place is, I, I'm, I'm awful at it. I'm, I'm well aware that I'm awful at it. I'm well aware that maybe if I wasn't awful at it, I would be feeling in a much more positive place. Um, if I'm honest, I, I, I don't actually have, apart from going and doing things that I find exciting, but let's say when I'm feeling low, I'm much more likely to do a high, um, high adrenaline, more dangerous activity. I overcompensate for myself. I very, I find it very hard to, to level myself off. I, I will, I will go from one extreme to the other. Um, and it's still something that I, I find extreme, extremely hard to deal with right now. It might be helping my mood at the time, but it's, it's not, it's not helping friendships or other bits and pieces. So I, I'm certainly not the person to ask for advice because I am very much, you know, even though it's been going on for a while and I've been attempting things, I'd say I'm very much still in the early stages of my road to learning what what would help me basically that's good though because you're getting there and that's the main thing that you're you're on that journey oh not, not sound patronizing but like no you're, 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 you're doing you're, you're doing it you're on that path and that's really positive to hear yeah i mean it's a it's a long windy path um <laughs> full of dead ends um and it, and it's it's fucking hard man I, i'm i'm perfectly honest with you um and you know i could be going months with feeling feeling great and then i think shooting down again but the the one thing that that i've got to is is what we've been speaking to is is that those friends no matter if i've gone off and been working away for four months or i've been holed up at home for for a couple of months and haven't seen anyone they're 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 still there so that that's put me you know, you know, I'm I am steps steps further than I am on the path, as as you said. But uh, yeah, that the the next steps are are something that I'm going to be probably working on for a long a long time. We're always we're always developing. We're always because I ask that question to most people: what are your kind of kind of coping mechanisms? And it's like going to the gym, going for a run. But but I'm I mine are those things. But I think they do change. And I think that even if you do find one that suits you, it's going to change at some point. You're not always going to be able to stick with that one thing. So it's, it's constantly evolving. Yeah. And the, the, the gym is an interesting one, right? So I, I used to play county level tennis and I was exceptionally high level of fitness when I was younger. And I was doing Atlantic crossing um, with Malia actually. And, and everyone knows Malia is a, a, a fitness fanatic and is exceptionally fit. And she's like, right, Lloyd, we're going to, I'm going to do this. You can come and join me for this workout. So I come and join the workout afterwards. She's like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm like, I literally feel the same, like dead. Like I just feel like I've worked out and then no, no emotion. Um, the thing that got me by the end of the three weeks that we were doing the crossing was going to the gym, but as a routine. So I was going at an exact time of the day. And I think that's something that my lifestyle misses. But also I can't have a, this, there's two conflicting things here, you know, a routine 
and a high energy life that very rarely co- coexist. Um, but at the end of that three weeks, my, you know, I was getting up at six o'clock in the morning and I was having a hot and cold shower to wake me up. And then I was going on the bike for an hour and then I'd go and work and then I'd go and do this workout with everyone. And, and it was that sort of rolling of, of the support of other people into getting me into doing it and then committing to it and finishing it at the end of it that, that made me feel good. The actual exercise, everyone says about the endorphins for me, you know, unless unless it's extreme adrenaline, then I, I, I just finished the workout. Like, I'm going to go swimming after this. Uh, and I've got headphones when I swim because otherwise I go into my own mind because it's lengths and lengths and lengths. But I'll finish and I'll just be like, okay, cool. I picked my work off, like, workout for today as more of a, like, a process rather than the the, the energy that it will give me if i can if i can get a, a routine going um i do i do feel more grounded definitely um but i, I suppose a routine can be super small like i i really want to travel on my motorbike camping and stuff but I, then though that's going to be incredibly exciting and, and new stuff every day but i'm going to wake up in my tent and make a coffee or something so yeah that's, that's, there you go. I think I think you've taught me something today that uh, that, that maybe my routine is even more important than than I thought. As well, I think again linking back to below deck when you're on a cruise ship, that is quite regimented and routine, isn't it? Because you, I guess, you're having to do the same job every day. I mean, not the same job every day because it's slightly different. But like, you you'll wake up and do one thing, and then you'll end the day by doing the thing that you did the night before. So I guess that might be how you work yeah it's 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 so hard because i like i some some routine is good but then you know I'm, other routine like if i did the same job every day for example if i just shut me down and then i went and did this and went and did that that would absolutely drive me crazy and i, I wouldn't I would, my head would explode um but little routines like you know specifically making my coffee with an AeroPress and hand grinding my beans and, and doing all those little weird things that other people think is a waste of 30 minutes of your morning. But for me, is uh, <laughs> it's, it's the perfect way to spend 30 minutes uh, waking up early and, and doing that. So, yeah, but I think, I think that's probably the whole, the whole thing, you know, everyone – is, is different and, and the, all that advice that's out there and um, the, the advice that I'm being spoken to about now by my CBT is you can take it exactly how, how you want to take it. You can take a little snippet of it, you know, like you just said there, I didn't really think, but like routine, you know, they're probably going to talk about routine for the whole day. But actually, if you can just do make your little coffee in the morning and that perks you up and sets you up for the rest of the day. Great. So just try, try and even even the smallest thing, maybe try and try and use that. That's kind of what I was encouraged to do when I, when I was at my worst. I, I was always encouraged to do one small thing each day. It's kind of like a checklist to say, I've done this. I've achieved this today. So it's even stuff like texting or WhatsApping somebody going, hi, <laughs> that, and that, that's <laughs> it. I've spoken. I've written something to somebody today. And that's when I was having therapy at that time a couple of years ago. It was like, just do that one thing as a routine each day and it will help because it makes you feel like you've achieved something. So it kind of sounds like your coffee in the morning is your, yep, yeah, I've achieved something today. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, that's 100% what, what that is. Um, I also get the uh, message someone as a, a thing. I've certainly been in a situation where that, my phone is it's it's terrifying i sort of pick it up and don't really know what to do with it and then put it put it back down again because i have got got the ability to to send that message yeah i've been there as well <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> what is your happiest place in the world happiest place again i haven't found the happiest place but of the two happiest experiences to combine them in this is an ideal world right like if i was to go now 
pick myself up and put myself in a situation, I would be in a foreign environment to myself with a motorbike and someone that I cared deeply for. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thought I was well on the way to achieving it, but but setbacks happen. But uh, who who knows what can happen in the future? I, I'm obviously in a particularly dark place this week uh, for for reasons that I've said, um, and you know, just you know, we've 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 sent a couple of Instagram messages to each other, um, but to to you know, we've been been on here for for an hour or so, and it's it's been such a lovely a lovely experience. You know, I'm obviously slightly upset now but uh, you know I've, I've had <laughs> the the nicest hour that, that I could have could have asked for really to, to spend my my evening chatting to chatting to you know starting as strangers and 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 I, yeah I th- thank you so much because it's, it's it's honestly been such a pleasure thanks Matt that, that means a lot and likewise as well it's 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 nice to speak to somebody that properly listens and that I don't know I, I, I don't know I just I've I've just loved speaking to you you're, you're such a nice guy and I'm I, yeah I, I don't really know what to say I've never no. known what to say no thank, thank you so much mate I feel like I've learned a lot off of you just by speaking to you for the past hour yeah which is so funny for me because I just feel like I'm rambling and I, I there's there's no because I have such a, I suppose a lack of understanding of of really what's what's going on in my my head you know the, the I mean this is a perfect example of why I should talk to people because I mean we're, we're chatting away and 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 you're picking up on stuff and and taking it and sharing stuff and then that's that's led to then another connection and and I, I can't think of the right words if I'm honest mate but it, yeah but honestly if you ever need something to speak to just message me on Instagram and I'll always message back because Cheers, man. I'm, I'm I'm happy to listen yeah <laughs> always happy to listen <laughs> well and 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 vice versa this is different because I like have felt like a connection to know to, to to chatting with you. But if even if I was doing it privately, I feel like if I was paying someone, like I'd want to have like a, a a different type of connection. But like in an in person one would have to, it, there would have to be something else for me to take take something away from it. I I don't know. It's 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 a hard one. I I tried it once when when I said the first time I was I was low. Um, and I must have just had a terrible, uh, <laughs> uh, bless her. She probably wasn't terrible. I just, maybe I wasn't receptive to it, but, um, it, it put a sort of a negative connotation in, in my mind of, of that, that therapy. Um, but there's also, there's just so many, so many options out there as well. Like there's, there's all this stuff that, you know, I, I haven't even, Sometimes I dive on the internet when I'm feeling very proactive in in trying to encourage myself, uh, and it usually gets left left in a uh, an old tab. But there's so many different ways, and everyone's different, aren't they? There's there, there is something out there for you. Um, it might it's going to take a few chances. I've just I've I've been slack in finding in in maybe trying. Maybe from from this, so I'm, I'm giving myself my own thoughts at the moment. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll I'll research and try and find something a little bit different and alternative to to try and see whether I can I can relate to it. Yeah, I I need to do the same because I I've so, so basically long story short I've been on this waiting list to speak to the the specialist counsellor through for a charity because I basically I had one one-off sessions with them which then messed my head up a little bit more so, because they were every like two or three months so I'd like I'd have one 
in say I don't know January and then another one will be in March and then July and it's like oh it doesn't really work yeah that's um, a lot of time to think in your own head isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah and it's 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 not when I was having therapy before it was weekly or or fortnightly so again it's it's that routine where I'll be like right I'm speaking to a therapist on this day this week um whereas that because it's quite sporadic I was like oh I don't like it but I've I've basically delayed paying because I, I, I maybe like you, I, I want to find the right person before I then commit. And then I think for me, it's like, I don't want to waste my time with somebody that's not going to help my, not, not problem. It's not a problem, but help me develop, if that makes sense. I, I, I don't know. I'm just a bit skeptical at the moment about, find uh, probably similar to you finding the right person and then committing mine is yeah. more of like a I don't want to go down the wrong path again in in the whole world of therapy yeah no a hundred percent and it's you know it's, it's someone out there that's tech minded should thought, work on an app to with lots of alongside someone with lots of different techniques and I'm sure there's some you could do a little test you know, yes or no answers, and it could uh, point you and recommend you of certain things. That would be a that would be a lovely tool to have. I mean, my mine at the minute is I go on counselling directory, and I'll look and see if people have a kind face. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Literally, that's, that's class. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's that's a really nice way to to to, to pick. I love it. Because, uh, like, again, I'm, I'm pretty stereotyping a little bit, but you go on there and you, you see people that look like a kind of, like, old school teacher or something like that, and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my, my other thing as well is, is is relating to that person, you know. You, you've got to, there's got to be a bit of relatability there. If, if I'm telling you, let, let's use the example of, of when I was drag, drinking myself into a stupor, very very regularly i don't want to be doing that to a person that's it's teetotal you know um or not teetotal in terms maybe they've been through the same thing but i just mean someone that like doesn't drink or doesn't doesn't lives a very different lifestyle or or has never lived a similar lifestyle to it's it would be nice to, to share those from someone that's that you can at least feel has gone through or knows or dealt with or that that kind of thing Cats or dogs? Dogs. Summer or winter? Oh, man, I, no, I can't decide. I, it, it's either got to be extreme heat or extreme cold. So are you loving this weather now then? Yeah, yeah, loving it, mate. What? <laughs> but, but I also loved it at minus 27 when I was in uh, Estonia and Latvia. So uh, it's, it's either got to be super, super cold or super, super hot. I, I don't really like this middle weather. It doesn't doesn't suit my uh, doesn't suit me. That's interesting. <laughs> Sorry, it ruins a quick fire, but like it's it's like no, no. I, I can't pick between the two because it's like as as if if worst push come to shove, like I would probably pick like hot summer over ice cold thing, but like I absolutely love both. City break or beach holiday? City. Day or night. Day. Land or sea? Land. Bikes or boats? Bikes, did you like motorbikes? Yeah. Yeah, motorbikes. That's it. That's yeah. all of them. No, that's, that's, that's good. You, uh, you, 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 you stopped the stuff near day and night because uh, the stereotype of hitting 30, I would have said night before, but I'm definitely a day man now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. when you when you hit your 30s it's like uh. yeah I'm, I'm i'm all about doing activities and finishing at like 7 p.m you know just uh get, getting back getting settled and i'm like that's me love it yeah I, I i feel like you become a different person when you hit your 30s yeah and the one positive thing uh is that they are starting annie mac did a day club in london that started at midday and everyone was home by 8 p.m. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I know, right? Like, class. That's It's everything you want. You don't have to get super drunk if you're drinking. You can go out, 
have pardon me, sorry, <laughs> have fun, and then uh, yeah, pop, pop back and uh, wake up the next day feeling refreshed. That's my kind of day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. And uh, the, the the same. I've absolutely loved this. You know, it's been such a such a refreshing and lo- lovely way to to spend. You know, th- this week is is absolute torture. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm doing anything and everything to take things out. But and this is the the first time since since she said those words that I haven't uh, I haven't thought about it in terms of that apart from that one question. You know, I've, my mind's been so happily engaged in in lovely conversation. Oh, that's good to hear, mate. Thank you. No, no, thank thank you, man. Honestly, been been great. Right, have a lovely evening and, and thanks very much. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Louis. Speak to you soon. Cheers, man. Bye. Cheers, bye. That was the stress sessions with Below Deck Mediterranean's Lloyd Spencer. And thank you so, so much to Lloyd for coming on the show and being so open, so honest and just speaking to me literally just after a few really really bad things have happened in his life and it sounds like he is on the right path to kind of finding himself and I feel like I'm in a similar situation myself because I've had a few things that have happened to me over the last couple of years where I kind of think there's a few things in my life that I need to tweak but I'm on that path already to kind of finding myself again it sounds really cheesy but there's a few things that I've changed over the past sort of six months to a year that I feel like has put me on the right track and I feel like that Lloyd's on a kind of similar journey to what I am really which is why I feel like we got on so well and chatted so openly and honestly and it was just lovely to speak to another guy and not feel judged and just be me if that makes sense it again bitch easy but that's just how I feel but thank you really enjoyed that so I've got two last things I'm going to speak about before I go and one is that I am no expert in the field of mental health and nor any of the guests that come on my show we are here to just spread awareness talk about mental health make it a bit more normal and sort of squash any of those stigmas so if you do need any professional help please seek a professional, go to your doctor, go to your GP, seek out a counsellor or visit the link in my podcast notes just on any of the podcasts where there is a link to a list of helpful charities and lots of helpful information if you're suffering with a mental illness. Last but not least, I am currently running a thousand kilometres in a hundred days I'm currently on day 65 out of 100. My feet hurt. My body hurts. I'm very tired. I'm struggling. I'm struggling a lot. I've got 35 more to go. So that's another 350 kilometers. But on Saturday, the 4th of June, I decided to set myself the pretty much impossible challenge of running 10 kilometers a day for 100 days until Saturday, the 10th of September, which is my final run that I'm going to do in central London. I'd love for you to join me, whether it's running, walking, walking and talking, cheering me on, or just to be there and sort of help me through because it's it's a massive, massive challenge for me. The reason why I'm doing it is because I'm raising money for two charities that are really, really close to my heart. They're Calm, Campaign Against Living Miserably, who are a men's mental health charity, and Survivors UK, who help men overcome sexual violence. Both charities have really, really helped me over the last couple of years. They've helped me through some really difficult times and I hate to admit it, but without them, I, well, and and the support of the people around me, I probably wouldn't be here now and I wouldn't have been able to start the stress sessions. So my aim is to raise a thousand pounds, which is a pound for every kilometre that I've run in throughout the challenge. So if you'd like to donate, please visit the link which is going to be in this podcast's notes or click on the link in the at stress sessions instagram account bio what i'm going to do now i didn't plan on doing this but i'm going to read out 
every single person who has donated so far. I've raised £748, so I've got £252 to go. So here are the names of every person that has donated so far. So thank you to Emma, to Tyler West, to Stephen Carroll, to Lauren, to Rebecca Pears, to Carlene Wright, to Nolene Lynch, Chris B, Claire Grundy, David Hammer, Teresa and Steve, Deb Wink, Ali Versi, Gem and Wayne, Lee, Mel Hayes, Laura Alfred, Tara Clark, my wife, Deb and Gray, Tracy Farmer, Kim and Paul, Sister, who is my sister, Mig, Maria V, Jan and Dave, Lynn and Chris, Sharon and Barry, Alex McGregor, Bev Pierce, and Daniel Patterson. Thank you so, so much to everybody that's donated. I know that's a very long list, but I just wanted to thank every person because it means so, so much to me. If you'd like to donate, click the link in the bio, click the link in the podcast notes. Even if it's a quid, it's a quid that I've ran a kilometre for. So every little helps. I want to get to that £1,000 target before it hits Saturday, 10th of September. Thank you and speak to you next week. This is an advert. This is an advert. Since giving up alcohol last year for my mental health, I've been searching high and low for a zero alcohol product that still has the great taste and quality as an alcoholic one. And I think I've finally found the one in Unlimited Beer. In fact, with a choice of lager and an IPA, Unlimited Beer has got me covered from all angles. Whether I'm watching football at home or planning a barbecue with mates in the warm weather, I can have a few cheeky bottles without the alcoholic content and most importantly, without the hangover. Whether you're teetotal or are considering giving up alcohol for a while or are just sober curious, why not try Unlimited Beer? At just 23 calories a bottle, you just can't go wrong. And by entering the discount code LUKE10 at the checkout, you'll receive 10% off any order through www.unlimited.beer. That's www.unltd.beer.